0: You'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go.
1: Hello, good morning, everyone. I am Eden, the Peak Community Manager. Please reach out to me if you ever have any questions or need anything about the the community, from finding a link to wanting to do your own event. I'm here for you. So. We've got this uh, speaker series around um, every Friday morning at 10 a.m. We've got a speaker going here in the peak community, so you can always tune in. And we expect all of our unicorns to get 1% better every single week. And we do this event in addition to other events like Solve My Problem events, different series. We just finished our growth marketing series and our leadership series in the hopes that you will get 1% better every week. So with that, I will kick it on over to Sarah, and she's going to kind of walk you through what this process will look like today and how it works. Yes,
2: thank you so much. And thanks you guys all for being here. So we're just gonna jump right in. We're gonna jump right in because I wanna really maximize the hour that we have here. And I'm gonna ask you guys some questions and you can just go in the chat and answer since we don't have a poll function in the meeting and maybe even you can fill us in at the end. I would love to know if any of you guys know Adam Grant. He wrote this book called Give and Take about five years ago, six years ago. And it's all about how people who are givers at work are the most successful and the least successful. So you go to any team and the people who are generous are gonna be the most successful and the least successful on the team. And he is our co-founder of our company. And so what's really fun is I'm getting to present today to you guys an exercise that my company actually sells out into the world, and I, I get to do it uh, for PEAK for free. So he wrote this book, Give and Take. He studied at University of Michigan under Wayne Baker, who wrote a book about uh, called All You Have to Do Is Ask. These guys study, Wayne Baker has studied asking for help for 20 years, 25 years, and Adam Grant has studied generosity. And what's really cool about About both of these things. And what's really exciting for me is the whole idea of doing well by doing good. That when you are generous and when you ask for help, there's extensive, extensive research that shows you are promoted more quickly, you make more money, you're happier, healthier, but also the companies work better. And so, or the companies do better. And I'm gonna go into some of that. There's a lot of research behind everything I'm showing you today. And one of the things that's really important to me is to sort of make it clear that this is not just like woo woo, granola, Oprah, like manifest your desires into the universe and they will come to you. There's actually hard science behind this. So I'm gonna kind of mention it in passing, but if you're interested in any more of this, um, I'll go into it later. So these two are the co-founders of our company. So. Why are we doing this today? Asking for help is really hard. Very few of us enjoy asking for help. Um, There's a research uh, done in neuroscience and psychology that shows that the social threats involved in asking for help, which is like uncertainty, risk, rejection, you're worried about diminished status. Um, There's sort of an inherent like relinquishing of autonomy those activate the same brain regions as physical pain. And so, you know, when we talk about it's, you know, it's painful to ask for help, it actually is, it is painful. And there's a lot of stereotypes that like men don't ask for help, but what the what the research shows or that certain cultures don't ask for help, what the research shows is actually that everybody has a hard time asking for help. And that actually, although there's the joke about men not doing it, oftentimes in corporate environments, it's women, African-Americans, Latinos, LGBTQ. It's, it's, I mean, but it's really everybody has a hard time asking for help. And so we really have to learn how to do it like a skill asking for help is really good for individuals. The research again shows that people who ask for help, solve problems, get smarter, they get promoted faster, they're happier, they're healthier. There's one specific study by Stephanie Brown at the University of Michigan um, that says that people who actually participate in sort of a reciprocal exchange live longer. And so by participating in this exercise today, you're extending your life by 6.2 days, the research shows. So congratulations, I hope that'll be 6.2 days not spent in quarantine. Um, But so this is actually like, you know, real scientific benefits. But then also teams perform better. And so all of us are leaders in our teams and we need to understand that when our teams are generous and when our teams are willing to ask for help, there are demonstrable returns. Save money, make money, more more, uh, efficiency, more innovation, more collaboration. All these things are, are are true. And again, I have extensive, more than you would ever want to know, data and research on all of this stuff that I can send you if you're interested in. So here's the problem. Most people are willing to have, uh, ask for help. There was um, a study done, I think at Cornell. Let me look at my notes. Yeah, at Cornell that she asked a bunch of people um, to ask for help, about, uh, ask a stranger for help. And said, so Uh, ask how likely is it do you think that they're going to help you and those people and then they and then she asked the people will you help this person and the people were 48 percent more likely to get help than people thought they would be we think i I don't want to ask for help because of all the reasons i shared on the previous slide i don't deserve it they may not know i'm going to look stupid and and maybe they won't help me but people are willing to help but then 90 percent of help at work is given in response to a request most people don't ever make the request. And so nothing happens. And so there's all these L and D teams and HR teams that are just like pushing out information that no, one, no one's asking for. And when you have a question at work or you need help with something, maybe you'll go ask if you know who knows. But when you don't know who knows, I, what I do is just spend a ridiculous amount of time trying to figure it out myself. And I would love for you guys to put in the comments What you do when you have a, when you have a question, you need a piece of advice, you need a piece of information and you don't know where to go. Do you put it in Slack? Do you email everybody? Do you just bust your ass to try to figure it out yourself? I'd love to hear what you guys do to, to uh, try to figure that out. So here's the thing this is this is something from a long time ago when I was a young mother with little kids and I have to say I found this piece of stock photography of a messy house which is so clearly artfully arranged and not a real messy house because it's so perfect. But I had this friend tell me I was like you guys can't come over for dinner tonight because my house is too messy and I don't have the energy to clean it up and she said. Every time you invite me over to your house when it's messy, you allow me to have you over when my house is messy. It's like showing a vulnerability. And the same thing is true with asking for help. When you ask someone for help, you open them up to ask you for help. And I can give you an example from this very community. Mudassar and I had an exchange a long time ago on his Solve My Problem and we said maybe we'd talk. And then I did a session and he reached out and said, hey, can you help me out? Can can you give me some advice on this specific thing I'm dealing with? So we had a one-on-one, we made a good connection. We talked about something in that one-on-one that I almost immediately had a problem with. And because I had already made that connection, I felt very comfortable reaching out to him to say, hey, can we talk about this? Because we because he had already asked me for help. So there's an example of how, what we're gonna be talking about today is how to extend your network so that you have more resources within your network. And there's a perfect example of somebody that I did not know two months ago at all, never heard of them, who now I've had a couple of pretty personal work t- like exchanges with and, and will probably have more with. And I think that's happening all over Peak um, and I think it can happen even more. So the solution is the reciprocity ring. And this is an exercise that Adam wrote about in his book, Give and Take. The reciprocity ring was invented at the University of Michigan as a way to help people learn how to give help and learn how to give help in an effective way. And this has been done, um, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, What it's really capitalizing on is social capital. So you guys are probably familiar with financial capital. That's, you know, the money, the good services usually measured in money that companies use. Human capital is workers' experiences, skills, intelligence, could even be like loyalty and punctuality. Social capital is is a newer thing, and it's really the resources that are available in your personal and business network. And these resources include information, ideas, advice, leads, capital, money. I mean, we have people get money from their networks all the time, jobs, um, people to work for them, business opportunities, even emotional support, power, influence, all this stuff is available in a social capital kind of world your social capital is dependent on the size quality and diversity of your personal and business network and in the reciprocity ring you're going to expand that and i really want to give a plug for the idea of a diverse network because very few of us have a truly diverse network there is extensive research that shows that a diverse makes you more creative, innovative, productive, successful, makes companies more profitable. These things are all true. And what's really important to remember is that this is diversity across a whole lot of sort of areas that those of us who don't work in DEI might not be thinking of. This is not. This is definitely about race and gender for sure. It's also about age. If you're working with a team of all 40 year old people, you need to get some, you need to get some younger people and you need to get some older people on that team. It's about religion. It's about socioeconomic status, people who come from different backgrounds. It's it's all kinds of diversity. And most of us have truthfully, not a super varied, not a very diverse network. And I mean, those of us who work in tech, it's a little better in some dimensions and a little worse in some other dimensions. And one of the things that I really love about PEAK is it's, it is a very diverse, community across all sorts of dimensions. So one of the things that's important about the the reciprocity ring exercise and, and doing sort of more formal networking is that step one is to get more comfortable asking for help in your existing network. Step two is to branch out beyond your network because of all of that stuff I talked about before, the resources, the knowledge, the capital, the ability, the advice that exists I mean, you know, I may not know something. I may ask Kim. She may not know something. She introduces me to Becky, and Becky has the answer for me. And now I have two more people in my network that maybe I didn't before. So how do we know the reciprocity ring works? And and what I'm giving you guys here is the standard presentation that all of our – so we sell the reciprocity ring exercise, and, and we give – Um, The presentation and all the materials you need to conduct it. So it's actually sort of a DIY out of the box thing that you can just run yourself. We're going to do it a little differently today because we want to use peak but um, this is this just has serious street cred. I mean, this is a low estimate 200,000 people virtually every company in the fortune 100 since these are just companies that have used it in the last two years. But since 1999, virtually every company in the Fortune 500, something like 17 of the top 20 business schools, and again, it was in Adam's book. It's it it, and it does have measurable impact. Um, again, one of the things I love is there's this sort of right-brained value proposition of like you get to meet people and you get to extend your social capital and your networks and you get you know you employees leave these things going like oh my god i love our team so much this is so wonderful but there's also this real left brain roi when a reciprocity ring is over we ask people how much time did the information that you got today save you how much how many dollars did the information save you Um, and so we know that this has a, a real impact. So Adam Grant, for those of you who know Adam Grant's book, he talks about givers, takers, and matchers. And a giver, somebody in the upper left-hand corner here, they help often, but they hardly ever request. And what I mentioned to you is that the givers are the most successful and the least successful on any team, The science shows this. The people who are the least successful are people who are giving all the time and not asking because they spend all their time helping other people and not doing their own job. And you can read the book for more details on that. In the lower right corner, we have takers, who are people who hardly ever help anybody, hardly ever request anything. They tend not to be successful because people see them for what they are. I mean, we all have examples of people in our lives that are very quick to ask us for help, but never seem to be, seem to always be busy when someone else needs them. In the lower left, we have the, and so those are, that was sort of the dimension that Adam talked about in his book. What Wayne Baker added in his book is, the, is the, the the grid. So in the lower left, we have observers, which is, I was thinking about this last night, like what we used to call lurkers 20 years ago on the internet. Um, people who are just like, we have a ton of them in peak. I can tell you we have a ton of them in peak. People who are reading all the posts every day, they're seeing what's happening, but they never participate. They are not gonna be as successful, they're just not. I mean, you can you can succeed as an individual contributor to a certain point, but the, the real advantages come when you're a collaborator, which is when you're helping often and requesting often. And it's hard to do. I would love for you guys to put in the chat which one of these you think you are. Um, I wish we had the quiz function so we could ask. I'm expecting most of us to be givers, a few of us to be observers, a few of us to be collaborators. I don't think there's many takers in this community that I've run across. Would that I've run. Traditionally, I have been a giver. I feel much more comfortable Just giving, 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 giving. And it's been hard. I work for a company. Our whole mission is to teach people how to ask for help at work. And it's still hard for me. And I've actually been using Peak to sort of practice that. You know, I've put a few requests in. But there's a TED talk, if you, I can send you a link after of Adam Grant talking about, you know, the advantages of being a giver. But um, they're basically, I'm just going to, yeah, here we go. So the collaborator science shows collaborators are promoted more quickly, paid better. Promoted at a younger age, improve their reputation with other people. They're considered knowledgeable, they're trusted by their peers, so be a collaborator. So part of reducing the stigma about asking for help is teaching people how, let me just check my time here, teaching people how to ask for help. You wanna make your request, this is a little different than SMART goals because in SMART goals, the N is for measurable. We want it to be specific, meaningful, actionable, realistic, and time bound. And I wanna give you some ex- um, examples of that. So, you know, here's an example of I they say there's no bad questions. This is our team PowerPoint. I I need to change this. I don't like the idea of a bad request. Maybe a less optimal request and a more optimal request. You can see how if you were reading both of these, you would just skip right on by the first one and the second one you might actually respond to. One of the things I talked about is the idea of, you know, the network. So let's say I don't have a dog and I see a request on next door, I need a dog sitter. I'm just not even gonna pay attention. But once I read that it's an adorable golden retriever and that she's a rescue and that she's high needs and she hates kennels, well then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what, my next door neighbor Jeff has a dog sitter that he loves. I'm gonna text him and see who his dog sitter is and share that with this person. So you can see how the good request gives people more emotional connection to it. It's also safer for you because it's really scary to put a request out and not get any help at all. And so, it, anything you can do to increase your likelihood that you're going to get help is going to be really good for you. I have a couple of examples here. I'm not going to spend time on these because I'd rather just get into the exercise. I, I did want to just share two with you. This is one of our favorites that we like to talk about. This was at um, I think it was at Bristol Meyer Squibb, and somebody said, "I need to spend. I have a I have a budget of you know forty thousand dollars to." hire somebody to synthesize this chemical, whatever, a PCS alkaloid is, and I, I can't find it. I, I need a, a vendor recommendation that's in my budget. And somebody else said, oh, my lab, my lab has flat capacity. I can do this for you for free. And so right there, that's you know an example of $50,000 saved right there. This kind of thing happens all the time. And when I first started with this company, um, one of our, our third co-founders, Cheryl Baker, and she's a social scientist. And I would watch these requests come in and be like, okay, no one's going to help on this one. There's Here's a request for somebody wants to get a letter to Paul McCartney. And like, somebody in the group knows somebody who knows his tour manager. Somebody else wants to see, I don't know if I have this one in here, the Bengal Tiger one. Somebody wants to, someone's in Michigan there's an Indian guy in Michigan who's like, I've always wanted to see a Bengal tiger on the wild. And he chooses to ask this in Michigan, a continent with no Bengal tigers anywhere. And he gets like six offers from, I used to be a tour guide to whatever and, and, and saw the tiger. There's a, um, I just heard a story last week about a group of Indian executives. One of them wanted tickets to a concert in Australia and got them. It's amazing the kind of stuff that happens. My favorite story, quickly is there was an Australian business school. I think it was NCAD in Australia using this and this Australian woman, they're all doing business requests. And she says, okay, I'm just going to throw this out there. This is really random, but I have this niece who lives in Romania and she has this really rare brain disorder and we can't find anybody to help her. Well, someone in the network had a friend or a doctor or somebody knew somebody in France, a doctor in France, somebody else in the network knew of a nonprofit that pays to get kids surgery, and they got the kid connected with the doctor in France, flew her to France, got the surgery, and Wayne Baker, our co-founder, keeps her picture on his desk because 90% of the time the requests are like, can anybody teach me Excel pivot tables? But those times that it's like life-saving are are so meaningful and and they happen all the time. Um, So in addition to teaching you how to phrase a request so that you're likely to get help, I also wanna give you some ideas of what to ask for. And I'm gonna give you some more in the prompt. But it it can be hard, you know, you might be sitting, so spoiler alert, if you didn't already figure this out, we're gonna do this today and everybody in this group is gonna have to ask for help. So I'm gonna give you some prompts for what to ask for, but these are just some ideas on the kinds of things that you can ask for. Okay, so now we're gonna make a request. So what I want you guys to do is everybody is gonna go, so I should first say, this is not typically the way that we do this. I'm gonna stop my share here um, for a second. Typically, the way we do this is we have a platform called Give a Task that actually sorts all of this and makes it really easy to all organize and that's part of our solution. And talking with Judd and Sangram and Eden, we really wanted this content to live in peak instead of in our platform um, going forward. So if you have no idea what to ask for, here are some prompts that will help you. I'm currently working on X and I could use help to Y. One of my urgent tasks is X and I need to Y. One of my biggest challenges in my life, this does not have to be work-related. There's gonna be, a lot of us are gonna do work-related requests. Um, A few of us might have a personal request. And so I I think that's completely appropriate, I mean, as long as it's appropriate to do that because those actually make the deeper, quote unquote, high quality connections. I want you to make sure to put it in peak and not in the Zoom chat. And then the last um, prompt is my biggest hope is X and I need to Y. So it's 1027. I'm gonna set a timer for three minutes. I want everybody to go in and put a request in and please do not yet offer help. And so you're gonna post your question here. You can add photos, tags, whatever you want. But the important thing is gonna be to put in, you click the add topic button and you can either just scroll down and find it. Here we go, get or give help is where these are gonna live. And that's for today, for this exercise to help us find them, but that's also going forward in the PEAK community. Judd actually set this up when we decided to do this exercise a couple of weeks ago. We said we need a place where people can exchange help. So this is where people can say, hey, I want to give somebody an hour of free coaching. I want to help somebody. You can do that offer there. But as we learned in the presentation, most requests for help are going to come, or most offers of help are going to come when a request is made. So any other questions about that? Can I go back to sharing the prompts?
0: Yeah. And and guys, just as a heads up, if you didn't know that, come join one of the Friday, get the most out of Pete, because we go through how to better use the platform and where everything is. And just as a heads up, since you probably, if you didn't know that, if you go to topics on the left-hand side, all the things that are tagged with this topic will reside in that topic. So you can see them all in one place.
2: Which we're going to do in this session. So Okay, so I'm going to try to do this from my phone because I'm going to do one too. You get extra points if you have the the app on your phone. If you don't have it bookmarked, you lose points. If you don't have it on your phone, you lose points. And remember to make it as specific, meaningful, actionable, realistic, and time-bound as you can. And I'm saying that because I was about to do mine, not time-bound. I'm going to go back into the platform. Anybody, I'm looking at every, anybody, like raise your hand if you, really have not had enough time or actually thumbs up if you've made your request let's do that all right that's good enough i'm gonna go back into peak i'm having trouble multitasking guys all right so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go into topics and we're gonna scroll down to get or give help so again the way that this happens in an actual exercise Um, Oh, and I should also say, Judd may have said this, um, if you're not following the get or give help topic, um, if you scroll down, if you scroll, click topics on the left-hand side, find, get or give help, um, and then there's a little button in the bottom that should give you the option. If, if, If you're not following it, it'll say follow, and you can click follow. If you are following it, it'll say following. So make sure you're following this topic and it'll show up in your feed. Although, honestly, I'm not sure in Mighty Networks how that all works. But so when we do this exercise, not with PEAK, we have another platform that we use that it makes this a little easier to organize. Typically, this is not gonna be throwing requests into an existing community that already has a bunch of content. We sort of set up a place for that. So just be aware that this is a little bit jerry-rigged. And typically what we do too, is we actually ask everybody to go through and read their request. I'm not gonna do that. What I would love is for people is to take volunteers. And I just want you to take, um, it looks like we have quite a few requests. This is awesome. I would love a volunteer to just give me 30 seconds on what your request is. Me, me, me. Okay, okay. Judd, Je- I'm gonna see in. if I can find yours. All right. Best one. Go for it, tell us request.
0: Okay, try to follow your example. So I need help. I'm looking for some amazing CMOs and high growth companies at any stage to invite to the community. They can be from any industry. I'm looking to add some great people in the month of April you believe your CMO or CMO that you know would be a good addition to the community, can you please make an introduction to me via email? Appreciate you all.
2: All right. That's great. So I would say hold off just a second on answering because we really want to give, we're going to highlight maybe just four or five requests. And I know you guys are eager to get in there and answer, but just hold off a few minutes. We're going to go back and do that. We want to give everybody attention. And you want CMOs, Judd, or eCMOs as well? Or you're mostly looking for CMOs. Okay. Other people who want to share their request. And I can't see everybody, so just jump in and do it.
1: I can share mine. This is Christina. Great. So we've uh, recently launched a diversity and inclusion initiative in my company. And when I say launch, it was basically me saying I'm very passionate about this and I want to launch something. But honestly, I don't know enough about specific things to implement. So it's really about, um, you know, any resources or articles or even someone who has 30 minutes to.
2: Great. Perfect. Good job. Who else would like to share their request? So I can go next. Uh, this is, hi, this is Lindraj uh, Patil here. Uh, new hi. to the uh, community, quite uh, excited by what I'm seeing in the, net, in the network here. And this one is quite timely. Actually, I had a question that I wanted to ask and then this event comes along. Uh, what I'd like to know is, uh, I help startups with CMO services, right? And uh, I'm looking to develop a website using Webflow. I'm quite excited to see how easy it is to develop websites using Webflow, but I do not know how effective it is has uh, for developing the ABM on it. So I wanted to see if anybody has experience with that. Great. Perfect. So as people are sharing their requests, start to think about what you might be able to offer help with, or if you know somebody who might be able to offer help. We frequently forget that that is a form of help. For me to say, I I don't know anything about Webflow, but I think Deirdre used it. That is a that is an offer of help. So, who who'd like to go next? I'll go okay. next. So I just started at a new company about four weeks ago, and we just hired our first content marketing manager to really own our content process internally. And it's a little bit of a daunting program for this new person coming in because they're going to be creating their own content, but also. Receiving content from internal subject matter experts and researchers, as well as outside contributors that we have relationships with. So, just looking for any um, best practices and and sort of guidelines and policy recommendations around how to maintain a combined calendar and sort of serve as a good editor and scheduler to make sure that we're really maximizing all the the contributions. Great. All right, one more. Who oh, I see Kaleem's hand up just by chance.
3: Yeah. So I want to further. Optimize my LinkedIn profile, kind of with a website in mind. So anybody who has both of those type of skill sets, uh web those type of skills in profile, and kind of making the LinkedIn profile like a roadmap for me to wait and make a really great website.
2: Awesome! I can't find your request in here, but
3: yeah, I can't, I can get yeah. in right now, unfortunately.
2: Oh, okay, okay. So you'll put it in, okay?
3: But... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do it when I get on there. perfect. Okay.
2: Anybody, I, I can't see everybody and I called on Colleen because he just happens to be in my view. Is there anybody else who really would love a chance to share their request out loud?
1: Yeah, I could. Um, yeah, so hey everyone, I'm Ishan. I'll be
2: registering my marketing agency in like five days. I'm just waiting for the, for the financial year to get over. And uh, yeah, I thought the biggest challenge like would be getting
1: clients or providing great service, but it's actually been just getting a lot of good feedback. Uh, and maybe niching down. So uh, I've, I'm b- trying to build, like, it's a little cheeky, but I'm trying to build the best technical and content SEO audits in the world. So, yeah, if I can get some, you know, just feedback from people or some just someone to look at it and tell me if you like them, if you don't like them, how I could pr- potentially improve on them, uh, that would be really helpful for me.
2: Great great okay that was awesome and you guys are so cooperative with not going in and offering help yet that's i know it's like very hard to restrain yourself from doing that all right so now we're going to go back in and we're going to we're so i think one of the things that's important about sharing about having people verbalize their requests is it it makes it personal so now in in a real reciprocity ring what we would be doing is breaking up into groups of 15 and everybody would verbalize their request everybody would show how they're a helper an asker and a giver we're trying to sort of get this done within less than an hour, so we're not going to do that, but it's really important. We we had a reciprocity ring just last week where some of us are going to be asking for really basic things, and some of us are going to be asking for big things, and the reason it's important to do this in community is so that everybody can see that. We need to see what's available in our community. We had one last week where there was one woman who said, like, I need help with vegan meal prep, like very basic, not super vulnerable there was someone else in the group who said i'm 72 years old i haven't gotten a vaccine i haven't hugged my grandkids in a week can anybody help me get a vaccine i qualify i just can't get it and her coo this is a company of 80 people very small company her coo his wife worked at a farm ran a pharmacy he texted her and he was like can you help this woman? And she said we have five doses left. If she can come right now, I can give her one. The woman and her husband went, got vaccinated on the Zoom in front of everybody in the company. Everybody was crying. And when it's over and we do our like post uh, post evaluations, the woman who asked for vegan meal prep is like crying, and she's like, "This is the most amazing exercise I've ever done. This is so fantastic. My company is wonderful. My coworkers are wonderful." And so that's why it's important to, sh- to share with each other. So now we're gonna go and we're gonna take three minutes to three to five minutes to help each other. I want you to scroll down. I want you to think about not, most of us think about help in terms of, and you can start to do this while I'm talking. If you remember how I showed you how to get there, you're gonna go to topics, on the left hand side of the screen, click topics, find get and give help, and it's gonna have the whole list of, of requests that have been made today right there, along with along with some others. Most people, when they think about giving help, are gonna be thinking in terms of like a lot of time and effort. And one of the things that Adam Grant talks about is the five-minute favor. And he is a genius at this. If you ask Adam, can you help me? And, and he's one of my bosses. So you know, if I ask him, can you help me with XYZ? Nine times out of 10, he's going to send you to somebody else who can, because he knows everybody and he's very generous with his network. Introducing people to other people is a form of help. And so if you can't help with whatever the website I forget is, or if you don't know a CMO for Judd, but you think like, I, you know, I know this other person who knows a bunch of CMOs, like say, say to Judd, I can either introduce you to this other person or offer to reach out to that other person. Sometimes, it's just going to be an outside perspective. Sometimes someone might ask, have you ever done this? Have you ever used this vendor? And you might say, you know, I haven't, but I've used this other one that's really great. So you do want to be careful to offer what people are asking for. I talked to a guy from Google the other day who was like, I'm really worried about doing this exercise because whenever anybody asks for help at Google, people are really critical about the way they ask for help. They say you didn't use the right acronym and you didn't follow the right policies. And One of the advantages of doing this within our platform is that it gives you a lot of psychological cues to like not be an asshole. And Mighty Networks isn't set up for that, so we all know we're not assholes, we don't have to worry about that. But when you're doing it with a larger team, you wanna sort of remind people, if someone asks, do I use XYZ vendor, your answer should not be, this is a terrible idea. You want to give them the kind of help they asked for, but there's lots of ways to help. And it doesn't always have to be, let me volunteer for five hours on your project. You may not have time to do one-on-ones with people in peak, but you may have a huge personal network that you can invite them to, that you can extend to them. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm not tracking the comments and, or the chat. So if you have anything you want to ask while we take a couple more minutes to help each other ask me just jump in and i I should also say in the real exercise we actually go through um 90 of the requests are going to get met we're doing this in a a truncated version today so if your offer doesn't if you don't get any offers today don't worry there's 250 other people in peak that are not in this exercise that are going to see it and that can jump in so don't don't worry if you don't get help today um in a real exercise we're we're doing a little more but um We're
0: just trying to keep it quick today. Guys, remember, this is what the community is for. So don't let this just be the only time you ask for help in the actual exercise. Use the community to get help where you need it. That's exactly why we're here.
3: Hey, Judd, I have a question and Aiden on this because suppose you want to recommend somebody within the group, but you don't know if they are a giver or taker or collaborator. I mean, everyone in the group, most of them are collaborators, but.
2: I actually have a thought on that, even though you didn't ask me. Do you mind if I answer it, Judd? Yeah. Um, so part of the brilliance of this exercise and of, of this kind of thing is that it creates some social pressure to be givers. And Adam Grant is currently doing research on whether it matters if you're sort of inherently a giver or if you are pressured, peer pressured into being a giver. There's something called emotional contagion, which is that like negativity on a team spreads like a virus. We're all thinking a lot about viruses these days, but so does generosity and positivity. And so Adam and Wayne have done research with the reciprocity ring. This is published peer reviewed research where they took a bunch of people, they had them take a quiz before they started. Are you a giver, a taker or a matcher? And then they saw how they actually acted in the exercise. And what they saw is that takers and matchers act like givers in the exercise. And so then the question becomes, does it matter if it's like in your heart to be a giver or if you're just doing it? And, and the answer they think is that it doesn't matter for the for the network, for the cohesion of the group, or for the success of the company. So I would say it doesn't matter. If they're that's my answer. It doesn't matter. I don't know, Sangram or Judd, if you want to add anything.
0: I would have said the same thing.
2: I'm like trying feverishly to make my offer of help while multitasking, and
0: I might yeah, just have I'm to do I'm, I'm typing as fast as I could on some of these. This
3: is this is cool.
2: So finish up whatever you're working on, and then what I want to do is. I actually, I wanna stay on this for a minute. We'll stop sharing. I wanna give just a few people a couple of minutes to highlight an offer of help you made. So who saw something that they, I'll, I'll start because I saw Deirdre Deidre Moore's request about content strategy and I have a ton of stuff on that and I can't like get my hands on it, but this is um, my specialty and I have templates for content calendars and I have, I'd be happy to talk to either you or your new hire about it. Who would like to go next? All right, I'm going to give you one more minute, and then I'm going to move on, which is fine. But if if anybody just wants to highlight maybe a request that they saw that they think they can help with, either they didn't have time to write the full answer or they're going to come back later, go for it. I I can hear my peak pinging in the background that all this stuff is happening, and peak, I'm getting the notifications. So it's lay it alive. on me, guys.
0: Yeah, I think Christina had a great uh, great request on DNI. I think there, are, there is Ricardo Gonzalez in the community who did a session on this. Uh, he wrote a book on multiple books, actually. He does a course on it, and he we had him actually come in and speak to our entire company on it. So he's in the community; he's kind of relatively active. Great person to connect. I tagged in, uh, tagged him, so I'm sure yeah. he will
3: respond to you.
1: Okay. Also, adding on to that, um, he is a great, fun, interesting speaker. He's a lot like Sarah. He's very engaging and a really great speaker. So. That uh, session is definitely worth going back and watching because um, I was fascinated the entire time. I thought it was like one of the best sessions and not, and we didn't have a huge audience, but it was absolutely amazing. So I'll actually go into your request and tag that session in there so you can have a look it. Thank you. I'll just
2: mention here too, before I move on, that this exercise is a great DEI exercise because you can do it within ERGs and that's sort of like level one is to do it within an ERG, but level two is to do it outside of ERGs because then you're giving everybody access to the collective intelligence. And we can actually map, if we were doing this in our tool, what I would show you is a network map of how we all connected after this, and we can actually do that with an inclusion view. So if you know the race, the gender, whatever about people, we can show you, do you have a diverse network or just an, in, do you have an inclusive network or just a diverse network? Because if you have women and men and all the women are helping each other and all the men are helping each other, you don't have an inclusive network. So we can show you that if we, if we use our tool. All right, I'm gonna just finish up quickly. So again, I wanna try to finish up in about five minutes. I'm actually gonna come back to this because I wanna show you this first. Oh, I don't have it. I had a slide. Okay, okay, can you see this? Yep. Okay. So what we want to do to make sure we continue this work, and then we'll go back to the previous slide, is post your questions in Pete. Judge Jud said this before. The entire Pete community, the, the the challenge of the, the wonderful thing about Mighty Networks is it has a whole bunch of functionality. It can do everything. The challenge is that it's not purpose-built for asking for help, so which is why we made the tag of asking for and offering help, make sure, or the topic rather, please post your questions. Hopefully you will see from this exercise, hopefully you see from other things that have happened from the one-on-ones. This is an incredibly generous community. Please post your questions. Two is offer help to others in PEAK. Three is, I keep mentioning this platform that we use. So my company sells this exercise, but we also sell a platform that allows you to, allows your employees to exchange help all year round. We have a bunch of free communities. We have them for HR professionals. We have them for women in business. We just launched one for black women. We have them for associations and nonprofits. We have one for young leaders. Um, We have a bunch of them. So if you go to that, you can get a sense of, uh, you can join up. I'm not trying to compete with Peak. We don't have any marketing communities. This is not against Peak. This is really for sort of other areas of your life um so yeah thank you jud so um and i can post that uh link again but i would love to hear just a couple or actually you know what you can throw in the comments or share like how are you feeling after this i i feel i appreciate that eden said i was engaging because i think i mostly just talk really fast and <laughs> that's <laughs> like a substitute for being engaging um and i love the topic love but I feel like I've like run through this, which is what I felt like my last time. I would love to hear how this, these are the kinds of things we usually hear. I would love to hear how you guys feel after doing this exercise. And I'm going to stop sharing because you know, words, you don't need to see words.
0: And guys, just, just as a side note, if you want to be a collaborator and a giver, participate in our, our current event, which is basically your personal brand buildup. So post, share, help, ask for help. That is all counted as part of what we're doing we want you guys to engage in this community and get the most out of it and per sarah's information up front it means most likely you're more likely to get promoted get seen build your personal brand and get all the accolades and things that you're looking for so please take part in it that's exactly why we're doing this
2: and every time you ask for help it means someone else can come to ask you for help i mean it's just it you'll see it happen my example um with Mudassar was just one of like a thousand times that I've been on both sides of that. So how's anybody else want to put in the, in the chat, how they're feeling or say, what do you think? How do you feel about peak? How do you feel about asking for help? Has your ideas changed about asking for help?
1: I see a few people have said excited, energized. I totally agree with that. Um, I think it's been a really, Oh, I know, Colleen, you've got your hand raised. You can go ahead before me.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think this is genius. First of all, creating like a process and a structure around a concept that we all know is true. And then I think that this is like a gate, this process and structure is like a gateway to increased vulnerability for most, many of us who are givers. Uh, so it's helping the givers in a community where so many people are so generous. It's helping the givers, it's facilitating that vulnerability for givers so that they can ask and then loosen it up you know um that's genius, Total Love genius.
1: That. yeah yeah i totally agree um i know that we're coming up here on the end of our session so i think this was an amazing amazing hour i hope everyone like i saw someone in the chat that i got so much help in under one hour which is absolutely incredible and i know sarah has a longer process for this if you do want to reach out to her one-on-one and see how you can get this in your company um help all of your employees walk away feeling energized i reach out to sarah for that but first of all we just want to say thank you guys for or lastly i just want to thank you guys for coming we want everyone to walk away feeling one percent better i'm sure we all feel like 101 percent better after this session so um we want to make sure that you guys know you can set up one-on-one conversations after this session and attend our next week session on next friday same time same place you know you know where we'll be so um we hope everyone has a great friday and a great weekend thank you guys for getting one percent better and we'll see you in the p community Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. For spending much. An hour with
3: Thank us. You. Thank Fantastic you. work. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so
3: much for listening. Until next time.